Hi, welcome to the This Mama Needs Grace podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Capel. This is a podcast about a lot of things. Motherhood, marriage, coffee, running, routines. But above all else, this is a podcast about love. It is about grace, and it ultimately is about Jesus. Join me here every week where I turn my neat, typed-up blog content into a raw and honest conversation with you, my friend. Hi guys, happy Wednesday and welcome to episode number 11 of the This Mama Needs Grace podcast. I'm here with Hudson right now, we're just doing a little breakfast time, so he's going to be joining me in on this introduction. Um, it's been one of those weeks, so getting out the podcast on Monday just wasn't possible. I know all of you that listen were on the edge of your seat waiting for it to be released, so no need to worry any longer. It is here. Okay, so all kidding aside, these past few days, life has been very full. Not full in the sense of a ton of like big, major things, but full with all the small little things of daily life. I am slowly learning how life with a 13-month-old can be even more active and exhausting than with a newborn. It's a different type of exhaustion. While a year ago, I could more easily get things done because he slept for longer periods of time or would just lay there, now most of my days involve chasing after him and also working really hard to create fun and memorable experiences for him. He's becoming such a fun little kid, as he's trying to tell you right now. And I so enjoy our days together. I do, Hudson. <laughs> he, but the reality is, it's just more difficult to get some of this work stuff done. My time is much more limited than it used to be. And that is okay. I'm realizing I just need to wake up a little earlier or stay up a little bit later. Whatever it may be to get some of these extra things done. I feel thankful that our days are full of really fun things and we get to really spend good quality time together. Yesterday was one of my favorite days with him. Oh, sorry. He wants a blueberry. There you go. Blueberries are his favorite. Um, Yesterday was one of my favorite days with him and after our typical morning run, which he's totally mastered, we went to the South Coast Botanic Garden. They had a free admission day yesterday, and it was our first time going. We went with some friends from Mom's Club, and it was so beautiful, and he also loved it, and it was just nice to spend a lot of time outdoors, and we had a snack picnic. He ate all the snacks, and he laughed, he played, he tried to be like the cool older boys in the group, and we walked around, him and I, and we smelled the roses, he admired the fountains, and it was just a really nice time together. Um, but the thing with these types of days, and we had days like that on a Monday too, where we went to the beach and did lots of fun things and been going into the pool, when that's how our days are being filled, the reality is that there has to be give and take. So we're doing all these fun things, but the kitchen's a bit more of a mess, or the, the posts aren't going up on time. There has to be a give and take, and I'm slowly learning to be okay with that. Um, and so this is a little late, but it is here nonetheless. And so today in the podcast, I share some of the products that we've been using during the marathon, um, during the training for the marathon. And so if you're interested, all those links I mentioned in the podcast today 
are up on my blog. And just a side note, I'm not getting paid um, to talk about these products. We were sent some of these products, but besides that, um, there's no, like, partnership there. So I'm saying this because I want to, not because I have to. So I think that's important to know. Um, the second post I share on the podcast today is all about Sabbath or this day of rest. Um, I'm coming from a Christian background, um, but I think regardless, we need rest in our lives. Um, especially for Christians, we are specifically called to taking and practicing this day of rest. And it really is interesting how there's certain things within the Bible and commandments that we take very, very seriously. And I think we have, just like as a culture, we have a, um, a greater tendency to not take rest as seriously. Um, and it is so important and we are called to rest. And this is a command that we should be following, but it can be really easy to put it off and really easy to associate ourselves with other things. Um, so I talk about rest, how some of the ways in which we've incorporated rest into our days, how we practice Sabbath, um, and just share that and just share how it's been really making a difference, um, just in our faith life and just our family life as well. Really thankful for, for the Sabbath in our life. Um, and the interesting thing is, I think we maybe have this tendency to think that like rest just kind of comes more naturally, um, doesn't require work, right? Like rest is the opposite of work, but um, in a lot of ways this isn't true. Like even rest requires work, it requires planning and preparation, um, but it's so worth it and we so need it. Um, we need to step away from our work. We need to be reminded who is really in charge which is the Lord. It's not us. Even though we like to think we are very important, we are not that important. Um, so enough rambling. Let's get into it. Here are my posts from the week. Favorite products for training. One of the reasons my heart is so fond of running is the simplicity of it all. Compared to a lot of other sports, running does not require much. There's not a lot of equipment or gear required. You don't really need to drive to a specific arena or location. All you need is to lace up shoes and make that initial step out the door. You, shoes, pavement, some level of commitment, that's really all that is required. When you begin to start adding the longer miles, the simplicity remains the same, but there have been a few products we have used in this training block that have kept the legs feeling good and our bodies energized. We are fortunate enough for a few companies to send us free products as we train for this marathon. Some unexpected, like coffee, but let me tell you, even the coffee you drink makes the difference. From coffee brewed at 5am to protein smoothies post-workout, these little choices matter. The running part only can be done for an hour or two per day. Obviously, that part is largely important, but think of all the other hours in the day. There are so many things you can use and consume in and out of the act of running that will absolutely impact your performance. Here are some of the products and brands that sponsored us that we have really loved. Martin Gels. Prior to marathon training, the only performance gels I had used were Goo Energy Gels. 
Why I love the different flavors of goo, they always left my stomach feeling weird and my mouth feeling dry and dehydrated. Then enters Merton. If you haven't heard of this company, you really should check them out. There is science behind their gels. They are specifically crafted in a way to avoid the GI distress that a lot of other performance gels packed with sugar and extra flavors can cause. They are still packed with carbohydrates, but the hydrogel technology of Martin makes it soft and smooth on your stomach. For all of our long runs over 15 miles, we have been taking these Martin gels. They give energy when my begins to fade around the 8th and 12th mile. We really have been loving these gels and excited to use them come race day. Primal Kitchen Collagen Fuel I have finally found a protein powder that I can feel good about. In college, our, our training room fridge was always stocked with muscle milk drinks, so that is what I drank. It was accessible, free, and convenient. I did not particularly love the flavor, and I tried to just not look at that long ingredient list that I could not pronounce. Then enters Primal Kitchen Collagen Fuel. I love this protein powder for two main reasons. For one, it is both dairy and soy free. This is the big deal in the protein world, where it seems like tons of protein powders are milk-based. For most of my training, I've been dairy-free. Primal Kitchen's Collagen Fuel has been the perfect dairy-free recovery drink. Primal Kitchen's protein powder is coconut-based, which gives it a really yummy and natural flavor. This simple ingredients and very natural coconut flavor mixes really well in smoothies and even coffee. I usually put the vanilla flavor in my smoothies and it adds a really nice creamy flavor. Secondly, I love that it is collagen-based. If you're unfamiliar with the benefits of collagen, you can read more about them on my blog. Collagen is amazing for your hair, skin, nails, but I mostly love the way it makes my joints feel smooth and strong. I typically have issues with my lower back and hips, but the pain literally went away once I began consistently taking the collagen fuel. Everyone's body is different, but I know that collagen is key for my own body, especially when it is under the pressure of a ton of miles. Sensaw compression socks. Of course, the running shoes are important, but you can't forget about the socks. Good quality socks matter. They are even better if they help promote faster recovery and prevent injuries like shin splints. Prior to the cycle of training, I never wore compression socks much. Now, after trying out Zensaw's compression socks, I am a huge believer in the value of them. There are tons of compression socks on the market, but I really love the quality of Zensaw and the super fun designs. They also sent me a pair of race socks with flying pigs on them, which I am super excited to race in. I've really noticed a difference in my legs from wearing these compression socks. I've even done a couple tempo workouts and long runs in them. I actually felt faster wearing them. I love how my legs feel so much more supported. After super hard workouts or the really long runs, I would go to sleep in the compression socks and definitely notice a difference in the freshness of my legs the next morning. Mr. Espresso Coffee. Dreams really do come true. We are officially coffee sponsored. For the past three months of training, four bags of free coffee beans have been sent to our house. I will always run if free coffee is on the line. In all seriousness, Lance and I have become huge fans of Mr. Espresso Coffee. When getting prepped for marathon training, you might not be thinking about what coffee you are drinking, but all the details matter. 
And if you are a running coffee drinker, you know the important role coffee can play pre-run. Let's just say coffee is absolutely necessary for any day, but especially prior to runs. It is part of the routine to get ready for a run. I really am not that big of a coffee snob, but quality does matter to me when it comes to coffee. You can taste the quality in Mr. Espresso. We have already really enjoyed tasting their variety of flavors. Just by a quick look at their site, you can tell that they take coffee really seriously. They are all about quality and the taste of their beans really set them apart. Our coffee for the past few months has absolutely been better than our typical Trader Joe's coffee. Morning routines matter pre-run. Find a coffee that can help you get energized and ready for the miles. Chalksmith, singlet, and shorts. In high school, it was green and gold. In college, it was crimson and white. These were the colors of my singlets that I raced in. Now, it is Chalksmith. To say I'm excited to race in our beautiful cream-colored Chalksmith jerseys is an understatement. If you haven't heard of this running apparel company, you need to click on the links I have in my blog and read all about them. Their mission, their high quality, their unique style, and overall love for the distinct running culture sets them apart. One of the many reasons I love this brand is how deeply rooted they are in the running culture. This is a run this is a brand for runners by runners. As someone who's not an elite runner but takes running seriously, their brand and mission really speaks to me. We honor the amateur spirit upon which the sport was founded and champion the running class, the non-professional yet competitive runner dedicated to the pursuit of excellence. We offer well-considered and authentic products for training, racing, and recovery. In everything we do, we aim to celebrate, support, and add to running distinct culture. That's up on the Tracksmith website. That quote, the non-professional yet competitive runners dedicated to the pursuit of personal excellence, that so resonates with me. That is me, and I love how they put language to my relationship with running. Chalksmith has much more than just racing singlets. They have a wide variety of running gear that all gives off that vintage running feel. I'm obsessed with the style. It is simple and classic. Their products really are beautifully designed and their packaging is top-notch. You feel important as you open their boxes. Every detail is carefully thought out. I could not think of a better brand that I would want to represent in our race. Like I said at the beginning of this post, I love the simplicity of running. You don't need much. I am all about running and training with a minimalistic mindset. I don't want to be overloaded with unnecessary products. Every single brand I mentioned above, I believe in and I highly value their quality. You don't need much to run well. Just you, shoes, pavement, that level of commitment. But hey, a good cup of coffee, gels that don't kill your stomach, well-designed compression socks, dairy-free protein powders, and a beautifully designed singlet, those can't hurt either. On Sabbath, rest does not come naturally to me. I am really good at pretend rest where it appears I am resting, but underneath it all, my mind is racing through a running to-do list that never seems to stop. 
It is so hard for me to fully rest, but my heart and soul desperately needs it. The truth is, I could find things to do and work on 24-7. If you have seen our dirty floors, you will know what I mean. If I wanted, I could be on a non-stop cleaning streak. There are also hours and hours and more work I could do to pour into my blog. If I let it, I could be constantly writing, constantly researching, constantly emailing. I don't think we will ever reach a point in our days and even our lives where we can say everything is perfectly done and clean and finished. We still are here on earth. Heaven is coming. Since there will always be another load of laundry to do, more crumbs to sweep up, another post to write up, we must set boundaries that allow for rest. If we don't, we will be constantly in a state of busy. This is not good for anyone. This is no way to live. Not only is burnout just around the corner, but not stepping away from my own work misleads me in believing that I am in control. It misleads me in believing that my work somehow plays a factor in my salvation. Only God saves. I know this, but let me just do a few more good things just to be sure. I hate saying this, but if I'm being fully honest, it is very easy for someone like me with this people-pleasing heart to quickly fall in the traps of a work-centered gospel rather than a grace-filled one. All this to say, I desperately need rest in my life. And I am not talking about rest in terms of napping and Netflix. I'm talking about a rest that restores body, mind, and soul. A rest that reminds me of my weakness and points me to the greatness and fullness of God. The world will keep spinning if our washer and dryer that is typically always running stops for 24 hours. The world will keep spinning if the sink becomes a tower of dirty dishes. The world will keep spinning if I stop producing, planning, performing for a day. I think of God as he created the whole world. The Lord that made the universe takes a rest day. How much more does this little, weak, selfish mother need rest? By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, he rested from all the work of creating he had done before. Genesis 2, 2 through 3. This day of rest is holy. It is sacred. It is untouched. I know I easily forget the holiness of the Sabbath day. It is so easy for calendar schedules and busier seasons to get in the way of the sacred day of rest. It is also so easy for my mind that has a tendency to be incredibly legalistic to also get in the way. I definitely have had Sabbaths where I spent most of the time worrying about what I can and cannot do or pointing out to my husband what is and is not restful. That is no way to Sabbath either. There are so many amazing resources and teachings when it comes to this idea of rest. First and foremost, the best resource will always be the Word. If you are interested in really understanding God's heart for rest, there is no better place to start than in Scripture. We have also found the teachings of John Mark Kilmer, a pastor of Bridgetown Church in Portland, to be very helpful in understanding Sabbath and learning ways to live it out. 
We by no means have figured out our perfect way to Sabbath. We have weeks where we really end our Sabbath feeling rested and rejuvenated, and we also have days where we really mess it up. Like most things, the Sabbath is an art and it's a practice. You would think rest should be an easy thing, but even rest takes planning and practice. This is true without babies or kids. However, when you become a parent, Sabbath can become even more logistically challenging. Diapers still must be changed. Babies still must be fed and cleaned and watched over. Your Sabbath is going to likely look different based on the season you're in. But I am convinced that regardless, you can still incorporate a Sabbath into your life. It might just not always be a 24-hour period or exactly how you might imagine rest to look. This is the thing that can be tricky. There is no exact formula for a perfect day of rest. Rest is personal. What I find to be restful and restoring to my soul, another person might classify as work. For example, I know some people enjoy exercising on their Sabbath. They might run or even go to a fitness class. For me personally, Sabbath entails zero running and exercise. I run throughout the week. Sabbath is my day off from running. I need to step away from it. While I love to run, in a lot of ways, running is still considered work to me. Sabbath is an art form and it is a type of worship that is largely personal. There is no formula or exact steps you must take. With that said, here are a few things to consider that have helped us as we have built a Sabbath that allows for rest and worship. Choose a day. When you Sabbath, when you Sabbath, it's going to vary based on a myriad of different factors. But for us, Sabbath is on Sundays. Sabbath does not need to be on Sunday, especially if Sundays are days of work for you. Choose another day in the week that makes sense. Sundays mostly work for us, but there are weeks where we need to adjust our day. Maybe for you, it is Wednesdays or Fridays. I don't think the Lord is concerned with the day of week. He just wants our hearts set boundaries. This is incredibly important, especially if rest does not come naturally to you. I am the type of person that literally needs a pencil and times of rest into my calendar. I have learned that if I do not set the time for it in my calendar, it simply will not happen. It is important to realize that your Sabbath likely will not happen on its own unless you set parameters around when it will actually occur. Again, I do not think the Lord is concerned that we Sabbath exactly for 24 hours a week. He wants our hearts. I don't think the number is as important to him. However, whether we Sabbath for a four hour time period or a full length day, I think he does want that time to be set apart from the rest of our days. For this reason, it is important for you and or your family to set parameters around when Sabbath will start and end for you. Since we have a baby, we have found that what works really well for us is using bedtime as the start and end of our Sabbath. For us, typically this means that our Sabbath officially begins Saturday evening around 7.30 p.m. when Hudson has fallen asleep and ends around 7.30 p.m. on Sunday when he goes back to bed. This rhythm is incredibly helpful for my busy mind. I know that if I want the floors to be cleaned or the laundry to be folded or that blog post to be published, I must get it done before Hudson falls asleep on Saturday evening. 
This often means leaving things unfinished, and that is okay. It slightly drives me crazy, especially when I'm almost done, but if I don't follow this boundary, a few more minutes of work easily turns into a couple hours. The work will be there in 24 hours. I am not that important. Things will keep on spinning. No one really cares if my posts or podcast is a day or two late. I can stop and rest in the Lord. Plan ahead. With setting boundaries, you must plan ahead. I have already alluded to this, but if you know that all Sunday you will not be working, it is essential to ensure that you get the important things that must be done before your Sabbath. This might entail staying up later for one night in the week or getting up earlier. By setting one day of the week for rest, you will find that you can actually be more productive in those six days. Plan those six days well so you can fully rest on the seventh. Figure out what is restful to you. This may sound obvious, but this can take some trial and error. Like I previously mentioned, what one finds restful, another will deem as work. Figure out what activities are the most life-giving and soul-restoring to you. We have not yet done this as a family, but I think a fun way to get the whole family involved is to create a list of your family's favorite Sabbath activities. Post this somewhere the whole family can see. Allow us to guide your Sabbaths. For our family, some of our favorite Sabbath activities include going to the beach, hanging out by the pool, going on a walk, getting donuts or coffee or some special treat we typically would not have during the week, reading, watching a movie, baking cookies together, seeing close friends or family, disconnecting from screens and the occasional nap, or for someone like me that can't take naps during the day, just lying with my eyes closed for a few minutes. It is also important to note here that the activities we choose for Sabbath largely depend on how the previous week leading up to Sabbath looked. For example, if it was a particularly busy week filled with events and people, we would try to spend more time with just the three of us and might stay home more. If it was a less crazy week, we might try to get out of the house more and spend time with good friends. While most, pe- while most often our Sabbaths seem to involve just the three of us, getting together with people we love can be incredibly restoring, but it also cannot be. Let's just be honest, being around people can be work. If you do choose to enjoy fellowship with others on the day you practice Sabbath, I think it is important that the time you meet them is established as being more flexible and there are people you can fully be yourselves with. That way it can be life-giving rather than life-draining. This idea of setting a more flexible time is important. Most of our lives seem to be dictated by tides. For us, it feels so rejuvenating to have a relatively empty calendar box that is not filled with the pressures of times and places. Our very best Sabbath days are the ones that were fully blank and we really chose how to spend our day. Allow for grace. The thing with many spiritual practices is that it is very easy to turn the discipline into a rule and become very legalistic about it. I so easily fall in this trap. Our Sabbaths quickly start to fall apart the moment I start nitpicking. The moment we start concerning ourselves with what is and is not allowed on Sabbath is the moment our hearts are no longer receiving the Lord's rest in the correct way. As I have already alluded to, I do not believe God is as concerned with the smaller details. He simply wants our hearts. 
Our Sabbath is not suddenly ruined if we need to stoop down and clean something up off the floor. We are human, which means even the way we rest will not be perfect. Is that not humbling? We even mess up rest. What beautiful evidence for our great need of his grace. Sabbath is all about recognizing our great need for a savior. It's about recognizing that our own work is insignificant and we daily and momentarily need the grace of God. Allow for this grace. You will have Sabbaths that you mess up. That is okay. He will give you another try next week. Spend time alone with God. Lastly, and most importantly, spend some valuable time alone with the Lord. This could be through reading the Bible, praying, meditating on how God has moved in your life in the past week, journaling, writing down what you're grateful for. We have fully missed the point of Sabbath if this part is not included. Sabbath is way more than eating donuts and lounging on the sand. It is getting good quality time to remember all the amazing work the Lord has done and continues to do in our lives. It is about loving God more and receiving his love and grace with open hands. We need rest. We need God. We can't do it all. It's all really that simple. Sabbath is not just something you should do. It is biblical. We are called to rest and worship. We are called to have a day set apart. A day the Lord calls holy. That is all for this week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on some of the products that we've used and also just some reflections on Sabbath. And I really hope that you can be encouraged to potentially incorporate um, some of the ideas that I mentioned in the podcast into your own lives. It really makes a difference. And again, it's a command. We are called to Sabbath. We are called to rest. I hope you all have a really great week, and if you feel so called to, I would love if you could either share this podcast with a friend or write a review on iTunes. That would also be super awesome, and I would really appreciate it. All right, have a great week, and I will see you back here hopefully next Monday.